Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey, Sarah. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so I think you want our audience to know something very important about you. Well, no, it's not about me. Oh, it's but, not uh, about you? <laughs> Well, you understand how intros work, no, Paul? I, I think we need to. I, I, maybe you should have explained it to me. Um, Sarah. So I got a walking uh, treadmill. Okay. And uh, it's under my desk. So I'm still getting used to that. Okay. Are you having um, any accidents? With, not yet. With the treadmill specifically? No. I mean, yeah, I kind of don't even turn it off. If I have to go like do something real quick, I'll just let it keep running and then I'll what, just hop off. What speed? What speed is that at? You know, I don't think it's actually in oh. miles per hour. So I don't know. It's like one point. It's slow. Uh, you okay? So, like, if you're typing, it has to be one pace. Oh. If you're writing, it has to be even slower. Okay, you know. Well, thank you for that. And the segue <laughs> here is our guest, who I will introduce in a minute, also has a walking treadmill or a yes. working treadmill. Walk standing. What is it Stand, called? It's well, yeah, it's an yeah. under desk treadmill. under desk treadmill. So we'll ask her about that. That'll be our very first question. But I want to. Now, welcome our really interesting guest. She's involved in a really interesting business that I think you guys will want to hear about. So our guest today is Shelly Kofini with a company called Bid My Listing. Welcome, Shelly. Super glad to be here. And so nice to see both of you <laughs> virtually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the elephant in the room, the not so elephant in the room. Tell us about your desk treadmill and oh how it's goodness. working for you. So our CEO had one and I watched him in a meeting one day and I went, wait a minute, you're, you're walking and talking. I want one of those, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's an yeah, acquired skill. Same. And so he averages about six miles a day in meetings where you're just talking and strategizing. And I went, that's it. I'm done. I'm in. And then I realized that it is a new skill to learn how to walk and type, right? And mm. maneuver a computer yes. while you're walking, right? And, and so there is a inner office bet to see how quickly I will face plant. <laughs> Somebody suggested that I should put under my name, if you see me fall, do not call. <laughs> so. <laughs> So are you walking while you're in the meetings? I am. Like not, on Zoom not meetings? Not on this meeting, okay. not on webinars, because then you're going right. to hear a little clumpy sound in the background and then that kind of distracts right. from the conversation. I'm guessing, I, I don't have one, so I probably shouldn't speak out of turn, but I, I, I'm sensing that it can kind of become second nature. Like after you do it a while, you're not even noticing that you're walking. It that just, hasn't happened for me yet. yet. Has okay. it happened it, for it you yet? There. I am now effective <laughs> at typing uh, documents and briefs. And to answer your question okay. earlier, Paul, I'm uh, 2.6 to three miles per hour. Oh, yeah. that's fast. I feel like that's pretty, pretty quick. So it, I'm a risk taker. That's not I'm brisk. a risk taker. Not, uh, <laughs> not, not brisk. Which uh, treadmill do you have? Pardon me. Um, it's called. Do you know which yeah, one it is? It's called Eurevo Amazon, okay. and it has the little handle Got that it. goes up. So if you want to get super speedy and you want to hold on, you, yeah, you can yeah. do that too. Mine too. <laughs> so thanks for joining us on the uh, walking treadmill show here. Um, I'm going to jump right in. <laughs> Click on the Amazon link at the bottom <laughs> exactly. of your screen. We get a small we get a small affiliate fee. That's Sponsored all. Sponsored by. That's all. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me do a true introduction. And I want you to start talking about what you actually sure. do, Shelly. You are the chief business development officer for an interesting new company called Bid My Listing. Tell us, let's start with what is 
bid my listing and how does it work and how does it um, uh, impact? Awesome. Realtors? So let me give you two bits of information before we dive in. So my title has recently changed. I am now the chief strategy officer for Bid My Listing, which is awesome. I'm super excited about that. That allows me to have a much broader reach inside the organization and really more in alignment with my skill set. So Bid My Listing, uh, in order for me to explain it, I think I need to tell you a little bit about our founders because I think that'll give the audience context. So our founders are Matt Proman, uh, former Wall Street trader, and Josh Altman from Bravo Million Dollar uh, Listing, mm, sure. right? The Altman team. And so they had met a few years back and Matt had this idea of really creating an asset class for home sellers by treating their listing as an asset and letting them monetize it. Most of the prop tech platforms out there tend to be buyer-centric or agent-centric. There isn't a platform up until now that is purely focused on the seller experience and driving that seller engagement. And so the idea was born out of that, which is that we have created a matchmaking marketplace where sellers post their listing opportunity and agents bid on the right to earn that listing. And how agents bid is one of three ways. So cash incentive, in other words, what's the value of that listing to that agent, their commission structure, and the listing duration. And at the end of the matchmaking marketplace, our platform automatically lines those bids up for the seller. It allows for the agent to put in a profile, their experience. So think Tinder, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Links to all their social, record a video to the seller. The seller then has a dashboard that now informs them of the agent pool interested in listing their property. They select a winning agent. The system automatically schedules a walkthrough. And at the end of that walkthrough, if there's chemistry, just like any real estate transaction, the agent walks away with the signed listing agreement and the seller walks away with an agent that is now invested in that listing, right? And motivated to sell. So as a bidding agent, do you see what other people are bidding on the listing or is it all completely anonymous? You can't see what other people are Great doing. question. So two things. First of all, bid my listing is free for agents to join. It's about zero to eight clicks and they've set up a profile in our system, which then opens them up to all the listing inventory in their area. When agents are fully set up in the system, they can actually bid. And when they bid, they'll opt in for SMS, text, and email. So every time another agent bids, they'll be alerted that a bid was placed and invited to go back in. And then the system will automatically prompt them on what a suggested bid would be, right? So they're not going to see that Paul bid against Sarah. They're just going to see that an agent bid. And, and again, if this is something they're motivated to win, it gives them the opportunity to continue to bid until the end of the marketplace. Mm. Sorry, how long is the house on? Uh, Typically three to five Uh days. And we do have a, we have a two day pre-market period for agents to do their due diligence. Now our system is already validating a lot of the information, right? So we're verifying ownership. We're verifying the property. We're verifying condition, right? We're going to post photos. The seller can append photos, but agents will want to do their own homework. They're going to want to run comps, right? We're not uh, quoting a list price. It's a suggested list price. So that's still open for negotiation between the seller and the agent. 
it's just a, a kind of a, mm-hmm. a parameter, if you will, for what we think the market value is. And there'll be future iterations where some of that information is supplemented with public record. Well, we've integrated CoreLogic and LexisNexis. So we have part of that as our customer journey anyway. Um, we're trying to give agents as much information that they need to make an informed decision, right? And at the same time, equipping sellers with as much information about that agent that's bidding on their property. So as a home seller, how do you know what kind of agent you're dealing with? How do you know if you're dealing with an agent who's never had a deal and this would be their very first one or somebody that does 20 deals a year and is at the top of the game? Yeah, so let's go back to that matchmaking profile. So we're seeing that agents are very willing to upload as much information to validate their experience, uh, links to social, links to YouTube, right? Talk about the production that they've done in that local marketplace. And so agents are doing a really good job of communicating that. We've talked about future iterations, you know, integrating some MLS information. And I think one of the things that we were mindful of is you never know what makes a seller choose an agent, right? It could be that some sellers are willing to give that newer agent a chance because they have similar interests. Like, you know, an agent may say, well, you know, I'm an avid golfer and and your home is in a golf community and I've I've followed this community for years and years, right? Whatever that chemistry is, part of our platform was really designed to democratize that process for agents where any agent could go on and bid. And so I've said this in the past, right? I can't necessarily go against Josh Altman toe-to-toe, right, on a listing opportunity, but on bid my listing, I could, right? On bid my listing, I have an opportunity. Now, I don't have his bank account, but... But our platform allows for us to to level the playing field, if you will, for agents. Can an owner meet more than one? Because it sounds like there's a winning bidder, that real estate agent that homeowner picked, I assume, at the end of the bid process. But is there an opportunity to, to, as an owner to meet more than one agent? Maybe the top three? So at present, no. We schedule a, a walkthrough for the winning bid. But if the, mm-hmm. if the seller and the agent don't have chemistry, right? If there's something that's not connecting, mm-hmm which is the nature of human mm-hmm. being sometimes, then the seller can always go back and select another agent and schedule another walkthrough. Okay. okay. And the winning bidder is up to the owner to decide. They may not take the most money. Correct. They may take somebody that's a little more experienced that offered a slightly worse deal. For it, them, yeah. But whatever yeah, they want. So, and, and again, this is what's so great about this platform and, and why I wanted to be involved. We're collecting data that we've never seen before right? We're collecting data on what agents are willing to do in terms of, right, bidding for and earning a listing opportunity. And we're collecting data about what influences the, so the choices a seller is making. And it's surprising because it isn't always the highest cash or the lowest commission, right? It's usually this magic mix of the combination of the three. We've had a lot of comments, well, you know, this is just a discount platform and it's actually not. Our stats are showing that we're holding around 5.4% in commission across the country. And, you know, we launched beta May 2nd of last year, just to give you a kind of a sense of scope. We now have 15,000 agents on the platform and we have about 3,800 home sellers in various stages of being ready to sell. And we're adding to that somewhere around 20 to 50 a day as the word gets out. All over the country, all over the all country, All over the right? country. And, and we are going to zero in or... on a couple of markets now that we have enough data to really understand how to create efficiencies 
in the process. Uh, we will start to zero in on some key markets. Clearly, we're based here in California, so we are getting traction in California. But we're going to zero in on areas like Phoenix, Atlanta, Cleveland, and then we'll call it Southern Florida. So Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, Dallas, Fort Worth. And the reason why we're going to do that is now we're, we're really starting to, to test marketing and, and how people respond to marketing. So up until now, we've not done a national campaign. We've not done any advertising other than organic paid acquisition and a few email blasts with NAR. So we're about to now begin that actual campaign. And I think we'll start to see a, a different set of results as that starts to, that word and that message starts to get out. Is there any uh, maximum amount that somebody can offer? Is there any minimum commission? And you also mentioned that listing length was one of yeah. the items that you could compete yeah. with. How does yeah, that work so, as well? Uh, we have a patent filed uh, uh, and novelty found on what we call a tri-bid. So the tri-bid is cash, listing commission, and listing duration. And so the agent at any time can alter one of the three. So... Unlike eBay, where you're waiting until the last 10 seconds to press the button, right? They can, at any time in their bidding process, alter the cash amount, right? Increase or lower the commission amount, right? Increase or lower the duration. And so it is purely up to the agent, which is why we say this is a win-win because agents are now controlling their marketing spend. So the way I would draw the distinction for an agent is you can go buy leads off of Zillow and nurture them right? And you're going to nurture them for six to 12 months or longer. And stats have shown us, reported by NAR, that your conversion rate is going to be somewhere around one and a half to two and a half percent, right? You can go and invest in a farm. The return on that investment is a little tougher to track because that's just a, a constant over time, right? Or you can allocate funds for bid my listing and know at the end of seven business days, if you're the winning bidder, you're going to walk away with a signed listing agreement. And you're also going to know what your return on investment is at the outset. So it's not only a win for sellers because we're, we're digitizing the kitchen table, right? We're creating an efficiency and collapsing time for the seller, mm -hmm. but it's also a benefit for mm -hmm. the agent. And that is that they can zero in and actually bid on the listings they want, right? And they know that it's a known outcome. It's, it's going to end in a signed listing agreement. Yeah. Well, can I drill down sure. on that? Because I, I think it really is an interesting concept. So I'm an agent. I go on there. Let's say locally here in California, I want to take maybe if you can walk me through a an average type of deal. Is it a, maybe it's a million dollar house? What do you think? If you can help me understand, what do you think it's going to take for me to win that bid? And I know everyone is yeah. different, but I'm thinking off the top of my head: Am I going to offer about a thousand dollars up front? That's one of your the trifecta yeah. or whatever you called it. Am I going to offer a commission that's instead of 5% total, four and a half? And is the listing duration going to be, I don't know, four months? Am I way off no, on that? No, you're not. Me, and no. I, I can tell you that early stats are showing us that agents are willing to spend on average 12 to 15% of a perceived side. So when an agent is quoting commission, they're quoting both buy side and sell side commission, right? And so if, mm -hmm. if they're just looking at their capture, which would be the list side, agents are willing to spend on average about 12 to 14% of that list side commission. Okay. And we've seen, we've seen a couple of anomalies. They are willing to spend more on the higher price properties, right? 
or mm-hmm. higher quality properties. And or we've had circumstances where it's been in their farm, right? And they're either coming with a buyer in tow, right? Or know that just by virtue of doing open houses, they're going to pick up other business. And so we've seen some anomalies where the bidding has been slightly higher there. And then conversely, on the smaller or lower end properties, we've seen smaller bidding, right? And we've seen a higher commission structure. The one thing that I can tell you is that we're opening this up to a new audience for agents, right? We are getting expireds, we're getting probate, we're getting life events, right? We're getting FISBOs. And so these aren't necessarily leads coming from an agent's base farm, right? We're supplementing that core business. And so we see this as just being another tool that agents can use to capture more business. Is there anything to, let's say, safeguard a realtor from like a predatory seller is is the best (laughs) way I could think to put it. Like say someone puts it on there, they get their cash, whatever. And then the listing agreement is a shorter listing length. And then they let it expire. They have no intention to sell, yeah. really. Right. Yeah. Is there a way to safeguard so against that? We, in any yeah, way? we've done as much as we can do, right? So we all know in real estate, even if I bought a lead from Zillow, that I can't, right? I can't predict the performance of a seller, nor can that seller predict my performance, right? So we have a lot of what I would call very stringent language in our user agreements, right? And our user agreements are really how agents play in the system and how sellers play in the system. And we have a listing specialist team, right, that are there physically talking to these sellers and vetting that they are truly motivated. They're coming on platform to find an agent, right, that they are looking to sell. And I should note this, the other benefit is about 40% of the sellers coming on platform are also buyers in an upleg, right? And so if an agent's bidding on that selling opportunity, that listing opportunity, right there, we will show in the property description that that seller is also wanting to buy an area, right? So if they perform, they're going to walk away with more than one side. That's yeah. great. Yeah. But they're going to, they, they, there is a potential that they lose that upfront payment that they give the seller, right? Because that that's right yeah. at the beginning there at that listing agreement. If they can't sell the house for whatever reason, or the seller never intended to sell the house. Let's hope people aren't are honest, but it could happen. Yeah. Right? And it so we, we've all been drop. in real estate a while. We know that there are workarounds to that, right? A, a, an agent can simply do an addendum that says, if I bring you a bona fide mm-hmm. offer and for, for no other reason other than non-performance, then I have cause to, to, to address that upfront money. It's not because, you know, Got I it. should state this. We are not a party to the transaction, right? So we're only right. limited by um, managing the expectations and then vetting the people on platform. So I can also turn that to the other side of the fence, which is what about agents that come on platform looking for listing opportunities that are pre-market and then contacting right, the seller right. directly, right? And we've had oh, that happen on right. one or two occasions. And so our remedy mm. there is, look, agents, you know, this is a tool for you to grow your business. If we find that you're using our platform, right, in ways that the platform was not intended, then we're simply going to remove your profile off the platform, right? Right. And so... Have you thought about making the homes without... Uh specific address information so that people can't kind of can't go on our external marketing. We don't reference addresses, right? So they've got to be a registered agent, right? uh, That has access to the platform. And again, we're, we have a team that, that manages that, right? So if for some reason someone came on the platform 
and didn't execute. In other words, didn't move to the marketplace and find an agent, but listed right with an agent right. on platform, then we're going to, we're going to pursue that dialogue and see. You're going to, you're going to know about it because it's going to end up on the exactly. MLS and that's hard yeah. to miss. <laughs> hard right. to miss. Okay. So the sellers are being vetted. Are the agents being vetted as well? Or there's just enough information out there that they're providing themselves that they're kind of vetting themselves. So, yeah. So at this point, right, they're entering all of their information, just like any other prop tech platform. They're signing a user agreement. We're gathering their brokerage information, making sure that they have a license and they're an active member of the MLS, right? Those basic structures are in place. Beyond yeah. that, there's not much we can do. Again, we've, we've talked about potentially integrating outside information like MLS data that would further supplement that profile. But kind of the whole notion of what we want to do is democratize this. So getting into that grading structure then kind of takes away from that, right? And so what we've tried to do is supply as much information about that agent as we can for the home seller to make an informed choice and then make sure that we educate the home seller on what are the things they should be looking for, right? In preparation to list their home. So not only on the tactical side from getting the home ready, but what are the ways or, or what are the things or attributes that they should be looking at uh, in an agent as well? I'd love to know from you guys have been, have you been live for a year or less? Just coming less up on a year. Selling. Yeah, May 2nd is when year, we okay. launched the beta and really June 2nd is when we started our first marketing campaign. Yeah. But but it sounds like you have a lot of good information already, right? Because lots of people are on the platform. Have Can you tell at all what type of agents this is ideal for? I mean, it, it, you made it sound like especially new agents who are trying to get some of their first deals. This is kind of an easy, a cheat way to do it a little bit. Well, which levels, is, the, levels, the well levels the playing field. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So we... Is that... Yeah, I think we all, we understand the real estate ecosystem. So I've been an agent for a number of years and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I have a team at Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, that, that business is still a functioning business, even though Uh I'm a full-time employee of been my listing. So the reality is there's a million five and change real estate agents in the country. 400,000 of those are what I would consider to be highly transactional, right? So 400,000 of those agents would own somewhere around 75% of the market, fair to say, right? That really is our audience, right? Those agents are used to running a business, having a structure, investing in technology, buying leads, right? Running a CRM, having those kind of core foundational structures to the business where they're they understand that this is just another tool where they can manage their return on investment in a more defined way and in a way where it collapses time. So I would say that is our ideal, that is our ideal agent. And probably I would go even further to say it's probably the top 20% of that 400,000 that is our ideal agent. So it's interesting, very early, this platform was a little polarizing. A lot of people had opinions about, what do you mean I have to pay a seller front to list the house? Right. But never once have I heard that comment from an agent that's running a team that's funding that team that's funding advanced marketing structures. They're like, this is awesome. So I can just set an amount that I want to deploy across bid my listing for my team members. Right. And I know every time we win a bid, right, what our return on investment will be. 
Right. And so I think it's mindset and coming off of the market that we've just come off of. I think people are now getting back into, oh, now it's not just our sphere, right? Or past clients that are delivering. We're now out having to do some of those same skills, right? Pre-2021, part of 22, right? Where the business was just coming at us. Right. Yeah. It's a marketing cost, just like you said. Is the listing price determined between the seller and the winning agent at the listing appointment at that point? Yes. So we have a suggested list price, right? Right. There will be potentially a future iteration with an AVM, right? So that we've we've done a little bit deeper dive. In the beta phase, it was what would Shelly bid, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which was me looking at it going underpriced, overpriced, (laughs) underpriced, overpriced, right? Mm -hmm. Because we just wanted to learn what direction to take here. Clearly agents are always going to run comps. So they'll, they'll be the first one to say, Hey, you know, that that's really about 75,000 below what the market will bear. And so uh, for now it's suggested list price. And that walkthrough is really designed to iron out those last few details, those few details. And that could be things like uh, staging or decluttering or, you know, all of the things that agents normally do in a listing presentation. Shelly, can I ask, what did you do before real estate? So it's, it's been a, uh, I, I say accidentally on, accidentally on purpose, <laughs> right? Transition to real estate. So I actually came up through the ranks as a mortgage banker. And I started in my early 20s. I opened my first mortgage company in my 20s. And I ran that successfully until 2008. And we, we know what happened there. <laughs> um, Wait, what happened? Jumbo money, jumbo money went bye bye, right? And that's all I did. Um, oh man! And so I transferred into speaking full time. I've been a speaker since '95. I've done about a thousand workshops for real estate agents. And so I wrote a class on short sales and REOs. I went back and got a master's in spiritual psychology during that break. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which you're yeah. my people. I knew so, it. <laughs> so then I had this grand we're, we're idea the that the loan mod business really wasn't the loan mod business. It was the short sale business. They just hadn't figured it out yet. And so I approached one of the oh. largest mod firms here in California and said, look, just give me everybody that you're not pulling through and let me, let me talk to them. And so I sat in my office in Newport beach and basically counseled people. And I came up with a metaphor that allowed them to kind of freely make a choice. In this case, it was when you have a sprained ankle versus a gunshot wound, what do you do? And people understood that metaphor. And in six weeks, I had 75 listings. And then that was like, I am now in the real estate business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so I put together a team to manage that flow and ended up closing about 450 million in short sales in short order because people just needed a blueprint to follow, right? Uh And when people have a blueprint to follow, they actually know what to do next, right? Most people get stuck because they don't know where to start. And so it was really important. And then of course, when all of the mod firms started getting closed down, I was contacting the DOJ saying like, who is going to help these people? They're going to, they're going to go into foreclosure. Like this is so wrong. What was happening at that time? And so that's how I landed in real estate. Uh, Wow. uh, You know, I've always had a foot in technology. I've always had a consulting company that's kind of stayed in that space. So 
then my listing obviously came through, you know, me meeting Josh and, and doing some projects with him. So he introduced me to the opportunity. And then about a year and a half ago, I launched another kind of fintech solution for real estate, which uh, a lot of people don't know about, but it's a crypto payment platform called Verse Pay. Oh, and so okay. for the very first time, folks that want to buy a piece of real estate with their digital currency, they now can do that. And we wire directly into escrow. And so that was a kind of... And we'll take... And we in escrow will take your converted crypto. Converted crypto. crypto. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> so we, uh, we just cleared Fannie and Freddie certification for acceptable source of funds for down. And a lot of people don't know in that space, wow. you know, last year, 12% of all first-time home buyers used digital currency for earnest money, right? But, Get out. Yeah. Wow. So it's here. Wow. So I have that baby. That is a, a fun little project that another team just kind of runs wow. and manages. Yeah. So that's very cool. cool. It's definitely the future. I love that. Uh, sorry, if I, I wanted to ask you this. So going back to yep. my listing, because I, I, I really like the concept. How do you guys get paid? What, what's, how do you monetize that? Sure. Business? So um, we have what's called a smart match premium. And so that cost comes through the agent bidding process. So they know mm-hmm. whenever they're bidding cash incentive, our smart match premium is disclosed right on their bid screen. Only when they have proven they have a signed listing agreement, does their form of payment get charged? We collect our smart match premium, agent gets a signed listing agreement. Now, the reality is, right, there's an ecosystem that we will begin to own in that process, right? So having partners like escrow and title that we can deliver to sellers to educate them and provide services to are part of the, I would say, the overarching roadmap. Um we have active buyers coming off of the platform. So we have referral of par- uh, partners in that space as well. And so I have this pre-list to post-close diagram of a bunch of logos <laughs> that as we grow and scale, right, those relationships are really designed to help the consumer get educated, save money, create efficiencies. And that could be everything that you can think of in a real estate transaction pre-list to post-close. Oh boy, I sense a bid my listing escrow, a bid my <laughs> listing title, a bid my no, listing. No, we sense a partnership with Glen Oaks. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What are you I sure. like that sure. Come on now. Close, Sarah. That's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> Dude, whatever works. That's a good point. Once you own that transaction or own that, yeah, there's the buyer side, the seller side. Well, that, that's what everybody's trying to do, but, but it seems like you guys have a really unique. Are you concerned that other incumbent, type businesses could create kind of an auction platform like you've done on a Zillow, on a Redfin, or do you kind of think you have a little bit of a a moat there, a barrier to entry? So it is a good question. And the answer is you can see Zillow. They've tried mortgage. They've tried iBuying. They've tried these other things, right? Yeah. Because we've we've definitively picked a lane, that lane is Mm seller-centric, Right. I think the more information that we garner and gather and what sits underneath the technology is a lot of really smart people around data and propensity and really being able to zero in on opportunities in a way that a lot of platforms don't do until they're at scale. And we're doing that now. So we're really taking advantage of utilizing AI to drive some of the kind of core decisions that we're making in terms of marketplace and and conversion rate and capture. Um, There are a couple of platforms out there that are toying with auctioning, but they Mm. they haven't connected the dots. And I think we've done a really good job of connecting the dots, right? We've got 
large brokerages wanting to partner with us to drive agent engagement, right? We've got large mortgage companies wanting to partner with us in order to drive additional opportunities, title and escrow, settlement services, all of those kind of coming in. So I would say the, mm-hmm. the moat really then becomes the business model, Paul, which is kind of, I jokingly say like an early Amazon, right? It's that as we get more vendors first, and more opportunities. Yep. First mover advantage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the um, uh, network effects. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. You guys just need to run and not walk at this point. Yeah, know, and you know we were su- you we were know. super blessed. We had a uh, an amazing VC step in on our seed round. So mm-hmm. Inman did a nice write up mm-hmm. for us on that. We closed a, a total of mm-hmm. twenty million with Deer Park Road. Uh, they've been a great partner amazing. and a great uh, influence in some of the decisions that we're making. And so we've got the uh, wherewithal right? To now start mm-hmm. to really zero in on those target markets in a meaningful way. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, such I th- a cool idea. It, it's, it's very unique and I think it's going to be very interesting. And, uh, and I like a, that it's a tool because it's not trying yeah. to take away realtors jobs. It's, it's something they can utilize for their own business, just like farming, just like exactly. Yeah, Zillow leads. And I would also say this, that in in light of all of the litigation that's circling around antitrust, right? The one thing that we do create is fair competition, right? And Mm -hmm. and so really Mm -hmm. staying in that lane and making sure that sellers have a wide array of agents to select from and that, you know, we're, we are creating that true fair competition model. I think it says a lot. I think there are going to be a lot of platforms out there that get under scrutiny because they're driving one or more piece of the business and not necessarily creating that fair competition. Yeah. Matchmaking. Matchmaking is, is key these days for sure. Well, thank you. I I learned a lot. I think I understand it. I think our audience probably understands it. I hope you guys um, keep growing the two-sided side, yeah. obviously you need, um, you need the sellers coming yep. and you need the agents coming, which I, which I think you Yeah. Will. We've got some innovation on that. Right. So just can't keep an eye out. There's some, some other, there's right. some other goodies coming on the platform. I can't talk about yet, but we're super excited about where we're okay, going. Okay. Well, we'll have you on again awesome. then. Uh, well, let's, yeah, let's you can see. tell us about the new stuff let's when see it what comes happens out. in a year. <laughs> well, good luck, Shelly. Thank you for being on with us. Appreciate thank you guys. It. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.